0: Welcome to Licking Non-Vanilla, a sex-positive hour of talk about kink, sexual mores, and writing dirty words. So grab a cup of cocoa, your favorite easy chair, and the lube as we go sailing into the dark, sweet waters of all things naughty. On Licking Non-Vanilla with your hosts, Ralph Greco Jr. and M. Christian.
1: Hey, everybody. Welcome to Licking Non-Vanilla with uh, Ralph Greco Jr. My co-hosts across the aisle, across the world, across my heart (laughs)
2: is... Oh, Chris, otherwise known as M. Christian from Eugene, Oregon.
1: And... uh... Today we have our first ever guest on the show, and that's Miss Ava. Hello, Miss Ava.
0: Hello, darling. How are you?
1: I'm good. I'm good. And we go we go back a ways. You and I, you, me, and Chris actually go back a ways.
0: We do. Back to the creative sexuality days, I think. Although I didn't meet you till many years later.
1: Right, right.
0: And right. I don't remember if Chris even remembers talking, it was early days, you guys had creative sexuality, we were doing online courses, different people, and I think you guys were making uh, erotic erotica writing class. And yes, that's we sort were, of exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was a lot of fun. So and then your, your charm just engaged me ever since then. Of course! <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> Chris, we
2: hear this all the time, don't we? You do. <laughs> exactly, it's, it's, I'm, getting, I'm frankly getting a little bored with it. I mean, we gotta liven this up <laughs> a little bit. We gotta have the praise coming in from like little different directions, a right, little bit right, more right, enthusiasm. Right. And it's actually- tough, um, Yeah, it's tough being <laughs> us, <laughs> it really is. <laughs> also, I wanna give a hearty um, you know, uh, meeting up because I've been talking to Dr. Amy Marsh <gasps> and I know you and she have both connections too. Oh so my goodness, kind yes. Of a nice little combination thing here.
0: Yes, you were on the um, yeah. podcast. Didn't you do a Love's Outer Limits with her recently? Yes, exactly.
2: I, I've been doing that now for a couple of weeks, and it's been absolutely delightful. Yeah, fact, great. We, we definitely want to talk about having you on that show. Oh. So we'll definitely be, be chatting about this. Awesome. It's more more so all about synergy, people. you know? It
0: exactly. is. Exactly. Like,
2: you because know, everybody I know
1: in, in the, this field, whether it's writing or teaching or seeing people one-on-one, are usually involved in more than one thing, right? Mm-hmm. Would you say the same things, Ava? Would, or There's a lot of things going on?
0: Say that again, repeat the question.
1: Well, uh, the question is that most of the people I know that are involved in the things we're involved in, whether it be teaching or writing or seeing people one-on-one um, or podcasting, blogging, all this stuff we do, are involved in a lot of things.
0: Yeah. Very diverse. Not
1: just one avenue, so, so it all kind of tendrils, you know, the, I don't know if it's because it, it is, we're throwing out a lot of tendrils to come back to what we do. Yeah,
0: yeah. well, I think at least the people that, that even this group that we're talking about, just even this small group of people that we're just referring to here, they're, they're smart, they're creative, they want to make a difference in the world, they're also very sex positive and it all kind of comes together and um, there are different avenues to, to, to reach out and do that with people.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, and I and I think that's how we all find, like Chris just said, he knows somebody you know, you know, from another source. Yeah, there's all that kind of like intersections and what. And Chris and I have said over and over, what do we say about the bridge, Chris? <laughs> yeah, don't burn any. That's for sure. It's
2: like, yeah, it's like you know, all of this is like oh, one big weave of connections. Yeah, really is.
0: Like life. Really.
1: Right. True. True. Indeed. So Ava, let, let's talk a little about what. How what you do, not how we met you, but what what you do
0: specifically. Uh, depends on how I'm painting it. I run a place called the Sissy. I work with men who feminize and so I work primarily with men who cross dress or in various stages of feminization and the resultant and the associated fantasies that go with them. So I do it, you know, online through Nightfort and Webcam, but I also have a place called the Sissy Parlor, which you have visited, Ralph in one yeah, way or on another, cap, <laughs> <laughs> and been privy to some of our, our um, little adventures there. And so, yeah, so I own uh, the Sissy Parlor, and I see clients there. And so there are men who either they already cross-dress and they want to be with someone who to facilitate that or give them company or help them. Um, some of them are bucket listers. They've just they've thought most of them, most of them's a little more beyond bucket list. Maybe they've never done it before, but they by and large thought about it for a long time. And so I sort of facilitate that journey for them in a very safe, I think affectionate environment. It's a little bit different than, than many. I'm not a, I'm a mistress, but I'm not, I'm a little bit of different, I'm not stern and strict and demanding and micromanaging like a lot of clients do need mm-hmm. that. But the ones who come to me are more, I'm developmental. So I wanna make them into my sweet little sissy sluts or the best mm-hmm. little sluts they can be. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's that. So that's, that's something I'm doing now. And then there's the Friends of Ava project, which I don't know if we could talk about that. Okay, yeah, definitely want
1: to get into that too. Okay, good. Um, I, I think just first and, first and foremost though, because people who listen to this show are, are as much kinksters as they are just everyday folks. Okay. You know? So let's, let's explain a little bit about, and it's, it would be a broad definition of course, what feminization is.
0: Okay. It's... Basically, there is a long spectrum. But feminization means making, taking the masculine, a man, and bringing out the feminine in him, feminine energy. Usually, that's done by dressing. Some are just, some might just wear panties. It it ranges. Some might want to wear panties to bed every once in a while, and that's the extent that it goes. Or maybe while they're masturbating or they're playing. There are others who feel it's a deeper identity, so it may not necessarily always be related to um, sexual erotic play. It might be just that's how they relax, they have that femme and they just want to relax and let go of that burden that is manhood, and be soft and, and pleasing. Um, for the majority of them, it goes along with being submissive, they want to please, this drive to please gets stronger, and majority of them, when they're in fem mode, that desire to please extends to cock. Or pleasing uh-huh. men, and a lot of these, most of these guys, they're married or they identify as straight or bisexual. They they generally would not go out um, cruising. They wouldn't go looking for just some a guy to hook up with on their own. But when they're in this in in their feminine, um, that becomes a very very strong desire for a lot of them. And so, um, yeah. So I help them find outlets for that.
1: And and Chris, let's go back a little bit to. The days we talked about in San Francisco, in the scene way back mm-hmm. when, you know. Um, what was the what was the scene
2: like for men
1: who were interested in this kind of a fetish back then?
2: Well, it's actually it's interesting because when I, once again when I was in you know more act I mean I'm still active in the scene but not as much as I used to be. Um, you know back in the early '90s or so, late '80s. Um, it was interesting because I actually knew you know, quite a few um age play enthusiasts. And mm-hmm. I've even gone to a couple of events with them and participated in things like tea parties and dress ups and mm-hmm. all that kind of fun stuff. So it's like you know, it's it's interesting because it's like some people consider this is like not quite like you know if if, you, if there's even a term for it mainstream kink, but it's been around for a long time and there's been enthusiasts, of course, for you know for even longer. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's just like I, I have to say that it was really kind of a, a fun times and very interesting because I by even though it's not my one num- number one kinks, so I just still think it's absolutely fascinating and it's I love you know hearing about it.
1: Yeah, and especially
2: the way Ava does
1: it. Um, mm-hmm. There's a there's a nurturing to it that I don't I don't haven't come across very often, you know. And would you say that's true, Ava? You, without to- touting your own horn, would you say that's true? <laughs>
0: Well, I think I told you, you know, when I first started doing, I've been in the scene for quite a while, different area. but when I started doing this professionally, I really had some concerns about how that would play out, because I knew I didn't want to play a scene, I didn't want to play a role, I wanted to do something that was enjoyable, I'm also not, I'm not harsh, I'm not demanding, I'm not domineering, I'm pretty a laid-back, nurturing, kind of developmental kind of person. And so initially I was a little bit concerned that if I wasn't the you know that I had that more nurturing natural not matronly don't not do matronly mm-hmm. but more of a protect right. yeah more of a protective for a protective feminine force for them mm-hmm. um, that uh, there were a lot that responded to that for that reason and so right. it, it makes it easier for me because I can just be myself I don't if somebody wants something that I really can't provide I feel like I'm if I feel like I'm putting doing something theatrical, it's not. It's too much of a stretch for my natural personality. I'll usually just mm-hmm. send send it to another mistress friend or something. That has right. it, because every dom has her own style. Um, yeah, but that seems yeah that seems to work. And I'll also make the distinction too, kind of piggybacking on something Chris said because you mentioned age play, because there is so there's age play and there's littles and then there's sissy babies, right? That in yeah, age play and much. they like. You know, cute little socks and, and very cute. Most of what I get, strangely enough, are not the frilly sissies. So I get a few. Most of them, they mm-hmm. want They want to be sluts. They want, Interesting. They want, Interesting. To, they want to learn to be sexy and attract men. But nevertheless, they still want more of a guide and a, a mentor to help and push them past the edge sometimes.
1: Hey, Chris and Ava, would you would you both say to the mainstreamer, the person on the outside looking in? And I found this, and I think Chris and I would discuss this before, that age play, feminization, those things tend to bring about a great big stigma, more than, you know, some kitten with a whip, you know? Mm -hmm. I I wonder, is that because we fear that in ourselves, or it's just so anathema to uh, quote-unquote normal life for some people?
0: Can you rephrase the
1: question a little bit? Rephrase no. It. I'm sorry. No. I don't even know what the hell I'm talking about. No. I, you know, there's certain there's certain kinks that spark a whole bunch of controversy mm-hmm. in the main in the mainstream world. Mm-hmm. You know, after after Fifty Shades of Grey came out, uh, people kind of swallowed e- easier, and I use the word swallow in a, in a very <laughs> very loose way. Um, you know that whole idea of leather and whips and master and mistress, you know, mm-hmm. slave stuff. Mm-hmm. But the things we're talking about here seem to come along with a lot of uh, possible prejudice, mm-hmm. and I w- I'm wondering why that is. Because I mean, a- a- obviously, even the way you do it, it's very soft and very nurturing. So if anything, mm-hmm. it's 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 not aggressive. But I was just wondering why. Um, Why that's edgier? Stuff like feminization and littles and role-playing and that kind of stuff sparks a lot of controversy in people. Mm. Discuss.
0: Discuss. (laughs) Hmm. Well, I guess, you know... if you've got a woman, let's say, and she wants to, they suddenly make her her more. They're they're taking a personality that's not a part yeah. of a personality. I'm 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 riffing here because I don't know what I'm saying. Yeah, of course. But no, when I, I think about no, things we're, like we're not going to to hold you to anything. Okay, Go ahead. okay, good. When you think about things like so, there's such strong social stigmas about mm-hmm. masculine and feminine. being done. Mm-hmm. And I'm hoping that disappears a little bit with the younger one, but there is there, and so. Stepping into that role and being something you've been told all your life is going to make you Weaker a sissy not strong they will survive uh-huh. in the world um, I think is very that's edgy. I think it actually uh-huh. threatens people much more there are a lot of it There are a lot of there are some mistresses who don't really like rolling with cross-dressers or sissies because of you know mm-hmm. that, um, and because an age play goes even more into it. Now, with me, I, I I do take adult babies, but it's never eroticized for me, right? It's mm-hmm. a completely nerd. Let's watch cartoons and change your diaper, and that that's it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so even that is edgy. For some, just even the age play, and then of course, other people get into age play where it is a much more erotic, more eroticized. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's fantasy. It's two grown consenting adults doing what they want to do. But I think because there are such strong taboos against both of those things, um, they're they're very specific in our society. Whereas about a a, a woman being a little more aggressive, for example, or a woman letting herself be submissive, um, might be a little less of a stretch. And that's what I have, that's my thought. (laughs)
2: <laughs> okay, Chris. Chris, now you. <laughs> um, I completely agree. Next question. Um, <laughs> see, um, that's see, how he gets out of it. Abel all the time.
1: <laughs>
0: I'm talking too much. Oh God, I'm just.
2: And so so literally, I, I completely agree because I, th- I do think it's like our culture, especially Western American culture, has this real problem, and it, uh, with masculinity. In other words, they treat it as this kind of sacred animal that anything that challenges it. Is instantly like they just freak out, and you know it's again. It's like I hope, like like you just said, you know, Ava. It's like I hope this, like, this is something that will grow out of because it's really toxic. I mean, just like so many people out there judge everything they do and everything that's said about them through this distorted lens of you know, will this make me less of a man? It's like you know, just grow up. It's like it's all on a spectrum. It's all on a scale, and there's nothing wrong with you know engaging in and. Playing with all kinds of different aspects of, of behavior and things you enjoy that you know aren't always labeled masculine
0: Right. Ugh. the shame is very deep-seated I mean especially on, yes. on night yes. I had one just this morning actually called a younger guy and he legit. He, he had he, he was 22 actually much younger than the, the people I usually talk to and he was trying to come to terms with these urges that he had to dress and mm. it was like, am I, you know, do other people do? You would think he would know, but he just needed the reassurance that there, you know, there was something wrong with him and that he was broken for life mm-hmm. because he wanted to wear panties and he fantasized about sucking cock. And the, right. the damage from the shame was what was, would do damage to the poor boy, not dressing up in panties and sucking right. cock. So I mean, it's really frustrating sometimes to see, but it's also, a, for me at least, a joy to be able to bring them past that. At least the
1: ones I can. Right. Yeah, give them a little piece. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah.
1: Now I should I should say, where you have reached licking non vanilla, just to let you know where you're at. Okay. And we're talking with Miss Ava, and uh, and of course my co-host as always, M Christian or Chris to his friends, but so you have to call him M Christian. <laughs> um, Ava, tell us
0: about the friends of Ava. Okay, friends of Ava. So Friends of Ava, Ashley was sort of an offshoot of the fact that, so my clients, I'm very, I, I, I screen on my clients very carefully, I do a background check and you know, these sort of things. So over time though, like I said, a lot of them want to find playmates. They want to find cock to play with, or other people, or crosschesters to play with, right? So normal Friday night. Normal Friday night. The problem is, is a lot of them. Well, a lot of my clients—they're executives. They don't—they go on Grinder or Tinder. They've got there's a lot of bullshit that people have to go through. And I'm using my my non-lady voice today. Um, A lot of bullshit they have to go through to even meet anybody. There's all kinds of problems. So um, some of my clients kept saying, well, do you know anybody I can play with? Or Miss Ava, I'm I'm going to London. Do you have any friends there that might want to get together? It's like, you know what? No, but I should. Because I kept seeing this problem of meeting playmates who were legitimate people Mm -hmm. and you didn't have to worry about them so much. So I put together sort of, it's called a private network of cross-dressers, transgendered male bottoms and male admirers. And so it's basically for, for guys who cross-dress, who want to feminize if they're a bottom, or they're a t- male top, who like to have their sissies to play with. Um, a way of meeting people within my website, and we're also doing webinars and things like that. So it's it's basically a closed private group of pre-screened playmates. So everybody in the club I've met, or talked to and screened, and so people will have sort of a, 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 a I guess I could think of it as a fraternity, a sorority, um, of people that they know or can get in touch with and expand their circle of friends and play with relatively safely. So that's friends Yeah, and I
1: would think, Chris, like back in the day, the hardest, the hardest thing to do was screen people mm-hmm. to find them and figure and, and
2: if they were okay to, to play with and stuff. absolutely i think that's a wonderful idea Ava. that's fantastic i think that's actually brilliant um i completely want to you know support you in that because it's like it is like very tricky to like make connections there's still so much of a stigma attached to it that's so that's so positive i'm really applauding that especially in a a niche situation
0: yes and the other thing i've had at least two friends or clients who have been victims of um blackmailing very high tech bot mailing oh through regular dating sites. All it takes is to get them build some trust and got into their computer somehow open. Like, anyway, it was a nightmare for both of them. And they're just, and it was very convincing, but you don't know who you're talking to on the other side. And it was traumatic, yeah. right? And all they want to do is play and have fun and not have to worry about. <laughs> At the <laughs> end of the
1: day, it's, it's, it's nothing but positive that they want, you know? Yeah. And they get all this black evil stuff coming into their lives. You know? Yeah. Life's too short. So. No kidding. No uh-huh. kidding. So, yeah.
0: So that's Ava. So Ava. tell us where people could find you. Well, they can Google me, Ava Durga. A-V-A-D-U-R-G-A. The Friends of Ava is just friendsofava.com. And the Sissy Parlor, which is kind of the site needs to be upgraded. It is the just the SissyParlor dot com, and on Night Flirt also.
1: Night Flirt, mm-hmm. and what what I'll do too is I'll put up a blog around the time that this show's going to go up so people can find all your, your stuff on oh, there. Oh,
0: Marby, because we're know? just getting Friends of Ava started, so I'll be taking applications by them, probably.
1: Good. And we'll get a picture up. I'll be in all that great stuff, you know?
0: Yeah, thank
1: you. So, 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 what's what's the I don't know, the, the, the takeaway, the most important takeaway for, in the work you do?
0: Oh, boy. That your own desires are absolutely fine. You're not, it's, it's a very basic sort of thing that applies to every kink. If you're doing something that's making you feel good and giving you some joy and expanding yourself, or I tell a lot of my clients who were, and they said, what if, if becoming feminine, am I losing my masculinity? It's like, no, you're expanding yourself. You're expanding okay. it. So mm-hmm. being open to who you are and not being, not being ashamed and finding friends.
1: Yeah. They just, just just spread the love, right?
0: Spread the love. That's right. Mutual respect and oh. caring. And uh, it it multiplies.
1: Yeah, I think so. I think it's just such positive stuff, you know? Yeah.
0: And Uh-oh. fun is
2: always... Absolutely. As long as it's consensual, I mean, it's like, go for it. I mean, if no one's being hurt, then, you know, absolutely. I think it's fine that people, you know, as long as it's consensual and safe, then go for it.
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. We, should,
2: You know, and I think... There's something to be learned about keeping your
1: own counsel too, You're doing your thing, and finding someone or people that are interested in consenting, but not getting so worried about what the other guy's doing, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm just kind of minding your own business in that way.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> right, and it's a really good, not
1: a yeah. and it's a good
0: way to bring beauty. Have you ever worn panties, Ralph? Hello. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> Ralph, G- uh, oh, on, on our, our next topic is. I just love oh, how it got real silent there, Chris. <laughs> I was just curious <laughs> if you knew what it felt well, like. I you know. Uh, Diana, Chris,
1: oh, well.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe I made Ralph Greco speechless. Well, this know, is a red letter <laughs> day. <laughs>
2: I can feel the blush halfway <laughs> no, across the country. Uh, Where's your blood going? For? That's a clue. Yeah. No, what I was hoping for was that Chris would give me,
1: Chris would, Chris would give me the entry with oh. of course. Oh, sorry. And then I could just say,
2: I could just say ditto, you know. <laughs> oh, no, I'm not letting you off that easy. Oh, no. Good no, job, no. Chris. no, no. Chris. Nope, sorry. No, I'm sorry. Nope, oh. Relationship's great, but I'm not, I'm not giving you that. So it's like, you're on your would, own, Robin. My answer to this would be, who doesn't, you know? Right. So, That's <laughs> right. Good. And you and you mean not on my head,
1: right? It I didn't specify, but, but right there you go. It Depends how it's depends one how a, drunk yard a frat party. It's um. one way to wear a mask.
0: Hey, if you're out so of mask, so go with that? <laughs> I think we should make panty masks. Right, right up,
1: yeah. But, uh, but yeah. So what was your question there? I you asked me that question,
0: I demurred. Yes, you did. And and now, what was you, the follow-up? <laughs> oh, there was no follow-up. I was going to ask you, oh, okay, well, you I was going me. to, then I was probably going to ask you about what kind they were and if you, how you felt wearing them, or we'll put them on here. You know,
1: I don't, I don't know if I have a preference, mm-hmm.
0: Still um, when, when, when that mood has struck
1: me, if it has struck me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hypothetically. <laughs> Hypothetically, right, <laughs> of course, yeah, of course, yeah. <laughs> Uh, you know, it depends. Kind of what what else I'm wearing, mm-hmm. kind of mood I'm in. You know, mm-hmm. if it if it's if it's that if it's my time. Mm-hmm.
0: You know, yeah. you know, there's, there's things you have to be considered.
1: Yeah.
0: All these, they, um, yeah, it's important. Well, a lot of guys do. They just put on <laughs> panties.
1: <at night>. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> I knew I knew I could spend something with you. <laughs> you know, but you know, I think what we just had there was was a was it a, a fun moment? But what what we try to Propagate all of us is this idea of that this stuff should be fun. Mm-hmm.
2: Absolutely. Oh yeah.
1: It should come from the from the well of good good feelings yeah. and mm-hmm. and arousal and and positiveness all the time, right?
0: Undoubtedly. Yeah. Yeah. So when it becomes and work, it it's not. What's the point? And, and I get the best of it because when I see Bob the engineer turn into Babette the little sissy slut tart in in the matter of an hour. There's nothing more fun than that. Yeah. Or panties or strap-ons or butt plugs or whatever.
1: (laughs) Did you see what she said, Chris? She slipped at it, too. Butt plugs, (laughs) (laughs) strap-ons.
0: Just adding some color, darling.
1: You know, also, let's just leave this on this one question I have, because out of all the things I've been reading lately, because Chris and I do seriously do a lot of research with the writing, you know, things we don't know about or trends, and we write for a couple of places where we, we, we update on uh, niche and trends and all that kind of stuff, and Chris is up, up to date on futurism and sex. <laughs> um, it seems to me that there's a rise in, in the idea of chastity. What do you think about that? Do you, do you find that in your work? Are you asking me? Yes.
0: Yes, yes. <laughs> yes. In fact, I thought I saw not long ago that chastity and cuckolding were two of the top search terms on, was porn oh, or different interesting, areas? Interesting, right, Chris?
2: That mm. surprises me. I mean, well, it's not a surprise because, you know, uh, it's very popular, but I didn't know it was that popular. But you now that mm. makes a lot of sense in some ways. I mean, it is one of those things where it's like. You know, it's I don't know. It's I think it has to do with control, giving up control. Mm-hmm. So it makes kind of a, like a lot of sense in that regard. But no, i I think it's fascinating.
1: What What do you think, Amy? Do you think there's a reason for that nowadays?
0: Um, I don't know if there would be. I don't think of a a reason. The only thing I might speculate, and this is completely shooting from the hip, is greater interest in. Spiritual, energetic, tantric sort of practice in sexuality in that mm-hmm. intersection. Mm-hmm. There's so much in terms of, sex. of sexual transmutation with or with with energy. Um, even if you go back to Napoleon Hill and you read Think and Grow Rich, obviously book he ran mm-hmm. all these. You know, birds, that a lot of them use something called sexual transmutation. I've met several very successful men, and they routinely mm-hmm. p- practice restricting their orgasms, ejaculation, mm-hmm. not orgasms that it amps Mm -hmm. them up, they like the feeling it gives them, they feel it makes them more productive. I personally like Mm -hmm. it because I think it's fun to get them really amped up, and then I get to be the one who decides if they come or not, and if they do then, you know. Um, But that's the only reason I can think of if there might have been an increase, and honestly I haven't been doing it long enough to have a long-term view of popularity, but it is fascinating.
1: Yeah, yeah, the things come and go and the waves, you know. Mm Um, it's interesting to, to to see why these things might happen in the cultural zeitgeist and why they don't right. you know
0: I, I just wonder so it just occurred to me also just because porn is so much easier to get and everywhere yeah Then and something that's unusual is sexier than the usual and so the idea of containing your orgasm instead of you know when you've got all this porn around you and you could come up as yeah. much as you want to that might hold an appeal
1: hmm, that's true. that's just sure. just another another it's you have so much of something, denying yourself of thing the thing might be the arousing thing in itself.
0: A theory. Yeah, maybe.
1: Mm. There's
0: something
1: new. Mm. Well, Ava, we, we can't thank you enough for this. Oh, I've loved being here.
0: The time's flown.
1: Yeah. It has I to. love I'm you guys. Like half an
0: hour in. <laughs> oh, my God. How long do we get? I, I know, Are we done? Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I think cuz
1: we're gonna, we're gonna, Chris and I are gonna tackle a couple of things. Okay, I think. Awesome.
2: Um, but uh, we, we love you so much and thank you so much. I love yes, you. Guys. Thank you Thanks. very, very much. This has been delightful. We gotta have her on again. That's for sure. Oh, we will. we will. Oh, anytime.
1: This a lot this of fun. Is, this is why we started. We, this is why we're doing a shorter one today, Ava, with you, because this is
0: our first salvo across the bow. You know? I didn't know I was the first, but I love being the first. you yes, so, have yes, lots of yes. things. <laughs> you, you broke our cherry. <laughs> oh. Okay, where <laughs> history goes down. All right, guys, love you yeah. both. I'll talk to you very soon. Thank oh, you Thanks. too, babe. Okay, you too. bye, honey. Thank Thanks so again, Ava. You're Thanks welcome. Again. How do I hang up? Just hang up. Okay. <laughs> okay, <laughs> bye, guys. We'll
1: see you soon.
2: Bye-bye. bye So what do you think, Chris? Oh was no, wonderful. I, Ava is such a dream, and it's like, I'm so glad to reconnect with her. because yeah, again, you You've actually been chatting work quite a bit and I, I just sort of like one of those rare yeah. people i kind of just like lost touch with but that was absolutely delightful definitely i mean definitely people should check out her her site and you know look up look her up because oh, yeah. she really is oh, yeah. you know a wonderful person and i love what she's doing here because you know it's, it is one of those things that i think needs to have greater exposure and definitely more support mm-hmm. yeah and, and and i will get up all that information on the site
1: you know uh once once when this by the time this show airs, we'll make sure it goes all up there. You know. Um, exactly. It was just interesting to get a perspective about because these days we're getting a lot of um, a lot of talk and writing and experience about the trans and the bi gender question. Mm-hmm. We have been getting mm-hmm. that lately, and I think lots of people are confused by it people who are not going through that experienced you know i
2: have exactly a... i think it's wonderful i mean we need more exposure of this because it is something that it is you know one it's it's something that needs to happen more and two it's like people need a, you know, a lot of support around it because yeah. it can get confusing and people who are like you know changing or altering or you know becoming who they really are and need as much support as possible so you know something like you know what Ava's doing is really wonderful. I mean it's like she's touching on so many things that I think need to be you know given much more attention and respect. Yeah, and it's interesting cuz I,
1: I have a personal I have a personal connection to this. I have a I have a buddy who's um he's, he's there's, I don't want to get too much away, but he, he's someone's close to him is has been transitioning recently, you know. Mm-hmm. And I also know someone else, a couple people, and the person who isn't transitioning is having a problem understanding the person transitioning. The person transitioning is having a problem with that person understanding them. And then there is the whole drama of the thing itself, the actual, you mm-hmm. know, the meat, the guts, and and the meat and taters of the thing. And I remember having a discussion with the person who's in the uh, undergoing the transition and mm-hmm. saying to them you have to come to the uh, at least allow for the for the understanding that the other person is having is is in their own confusion you're in your confusion mm-hmm. you're dealing with their confusion because you're very close to this person and getting all the blowback and the prejudice and all the with all that stuff right mm-hmm. but at the same time the the third part of the equation is you have to you don't have to but it would be, behoove you to uh, um, at least open yourself to try to understand that they're having the 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 confusion they're having mm-hmm. you know and 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 that way I hope and I'm not saying this always works but that way at least you give your you give yourselves everybody involved a little bit of a okay you mm-hmm. know let's just let's take a breath.
2: And acknowledge that this is difficult for all of us. Absolutely. You know? And I think that's like, I think that's very important um, that people, I mean, I never understand people's upset by this because it's not affecting you. I mean, yeah. yes, you might have to learn a new, you know, a new pro- gender pronoun or learn to use terms like they or whatever the preference is. That's not exactly a huge thing. So why are people so upset by this? I just do not understand why they're so angry. What? I mean, yes, I mean, if someone you know, you know, is a friend who goes through transition, there's going to be some adjustment. But yeah, again, if they are a, a friend, you support them. I mean, you know, if, if one of my friends said that they're going through transition, it's like, of course, I love them and care about them. So I want to be there with them as much as possible and, you know, support their decision. That's not an easy thing to decide. This is not something done, you know, casually. So why people get upset by this? I simply just do not understand it. I mean, it just comes down to basic bigotry, I guess. It, well, but, and fear. Yeah, you know, it's very confusing. Fear, exactly. I fear Fear's
1: like, a driver, and I think, you know, it, mm-hmm. it depends where you – like, someone from my, my parents' generation would have a very hard time understanding.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So they would probably – I'm not saying my parents directly, but they would – those, whoever it is, would react with fear, like, uh, especially mm-hmm. if it's something like, say, it's your child, right? So that fear, and that whatever, and which manifests itself in a whole bunch of different ways, right? Prejudice, Mm -hmm. you know, misunderstandings, and you know, closing the person out of your life, all that stuff that we don't want. That fear, I think, if we acknowledge it, and even the person transitioning, and and if the person who's having the problem fear can acknowledge it, if people could just sit down and say, look. I understand you're confused that I'm mm-hmm. I, that I'm no longer what who you knew me to be. I'm this other person now, or I'm another. I'm I'm identifying with another sex now than you knew me to be. Then uh, and and I I accept that you're you're upset. You just have to accept the fact that this is happening. Mm-hmm. Let's try to exactly. let's try to find a place where we can meet where we say okay. Yeah, I I accept your your fear and I accept your 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 worry over it and I all that stuff and where you're coming from, but let's talk about it, you know. And we 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 could all just kind of like take a breath a little bit and meet just even a little bit further in the middle, you know, because because it's also, what?
2: Yeah. No, I'm just I just, I feel... <laughs> <I'm> just... <laughs> go ahead. I mean, a lot of it's also exposure. I mean, it's like yeah, you know. Yeah. For a, for a, for a long time, this was something that was very unusual, and people didn't hear about. So naturally, they reacted of, you know, trepidation and anxiety. But now it's like, you know, you know these issues around gender transition and just you know new forms of gender roles, like masculine, femininity, femininity, and everything else. And like the the coming, like I love the way that, you know, the gender neutral um, term of they and them is becoming you know more and more accepted. I think it's like it's one of those things. It's like as people get more and more exposed to it, it kind of comes. It'll become a lot easier because again, it's like you know, it's like it's not a, not something that seems all that challenging. Some people are always going to be upset by it, but that's just you know the nature of you know, you know, you know people just being ignorant. But I'm I'm so glad when I see like mainstream representation and I see it appearing more and more prevalently in all kinds of different media. The same thing with like you know different orientations showing up. It's it's like it's a long way to go think as more and more you know visibility is out there and people realize this isn't something that is frankly all that unusual anymore it's going to be a lot easier to process
1: yeah and i think that it's another thing too we we talked we touched on this at a couple shows ago too it's certainly okay and i use that term very very subjectively the term okay it's certainly okay to have your prejudices you can could, you could think and do anything you want to do if it doesn't impinge upon anybody else, right? But you, yeah, can, yeah, yeah, exact, yeah. You, you can you can view the the "they" person as just an aberrant and something you can't deal with. You certainly can do that. You're well within your right. The thing is, it's going to be harder to get through the world, especially mm-hmm. these days, with that kind of an attitude. But you certainly can do it if you want but i think that if if we just if you can just even i i don't know cuz i i i i i know someone who's suffering through their own limitations at the moment with the person they know who's transitioning mm-hmm. and you could say well it's his problem it's his problem it's his problem well yeah it, it is within him it's his problem but He's, I don't, I don't, first of all, I don't want to see him suffering. Second of all, it makes the relationship he's having with this person who's transitioning harder, you know? Mm-hmm. So he certainly could stay in that mindset and, and live it up all he wants. But I think if, if there's just a little bit of like, you know, he goes a little bit this way and that person goes, you know, a little bit of like angling towards the, an understanding, at least an understanding that there's two different ways of looking at it,
2: you
0: mm-hmm. know?
1: Uh, you may never understand it, but at least you understand. Okay, well, that person has their thing. I don't, I don't know where they're coming from. It's not my worldview, but that's, but I can, I respect that they can have their thing.
2: That's and that's really what we're ever asking for, right? It's equal, yeah, equal. I think it's, once again, as long as it doesn't affect anybody, I mean, it's like if you act out on your bigotry or your prejudice, that's a different thing. That's where well, that's where course. it turns into like you know abuse and of assault course, and everything of course. else. It's of like you know, it's like, again, it's like, but I also think it's like, you know, once again, if you care for someone, you should try and like work as much as possible. And then again, in the grand scheme of things, this is a lot to ask. I mean, yes, it can be kind of jarring sometimes when someone, you know, goes through transition, but at the same time, it's like, if you care about them, then that's, you know, if you care about them as a friend, if you care about them otherwise, that's, that's something that's important because it's important to them. But Yeah. yeah, it's just like, I think it's like, you know, it's like expecting people to change their complete attitude is, is unrealistic. But at the same time, it's like, you know, it's I I do think it's like it's something that people should work at least a, a little bit, you know, to try because they care about the person. Or also, it's like you said, it's like it's a burden. I mean, you know, carrying anger and bigotry is exhausting, and you know, it's just it's going to fracture you after a certain amount of points. So I think it's important to try and like understand the world is changing, and I think it's changing for the better. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because now it's like you know beforehand this was I mean it still is to a major extent stigmatized, but now it's like, you know, it's like it's gaining more and more momentum as just being part of life and mm-hmm. something that happens the same way that gender roles are changing, the same way that, you know, you know, gay marriage is no longer an issue for many, many people. And, mm-hmm. you know, legally, thank goodness. It's just like this is the way the world is changing. And, you know, it's the sooner they accept it, the sooner the better, because it's not going to go back and expecting people to, like, stop being who they are. And now they have an opportunity to finally be the person they've always been inside is, is is cruel but yeah I just think it's also like you know some it's like a big it's a big change on so many levels and I think that's a large part of why this is such a big hot topic is it's like you know it's like for some people it's like this is just you know part of the, the evolution society and they certainly have to work with it and move beyond but other people it's like this is a massive threat for some reason about everything they think the world is or should be which is just like you know, grow up. The world doesn't exist for you.
1: <laughs> yeah, and, I, and, the, and well, that's the whole Thing too. It, that that's a good statement. It doesn't exist for you. Your world, you mm-hmm. the way you look at it is is fine. But don't mm-hmm. try to impress. And I don't care what it is you're trying to impress on me. You know, d- mm-hmm. d- do do you? That's fine. Mm-hmm. And if mm-hmm. and you and in you doing you, and me doing me, we don't get along because of that. Well that's okay that's gonna it's it's gonna happen sometimes. There are people that I know there's people that can't be friends i just certainly know this there's people that can't be friends with someone with a different political- political point of view, which mm-hmm. is just as silly to me as you can't get along with somebody who identifies as a they mm-hmm. it just doesn't it seems kind of like at the end of the day i I kind of know who I am and what I want mm-hmm. and I'm
2: fine with that exactly. you know and just live live your life man you know but I just, I mean, I just want to be as supportive as possible because I mean, uh, I mean, you know, to be honest, it's like, I, I have not experienced this. I have just by, you know, luck and societal, I just, you know, kind of came into this role of being like, you know, not exactly someone who's experienced a lot of these things. Yeah. And so it's like, I want to be as supportive as possible. Cause I, I, I can barely imagine how challenging and difficult and scary and frightening and yeah. upsetting this can be to go through this. So it's like, I just, that's what I don't understand. It's like, how can you be cruel to someone who's already, you know, showing more bravery than, you know, you, I mean, you know, the people who are, you know, yeah. having these issues will ever, ever be able to experience. I mean, just think about, you know, how brave and strong and, you know, and, you know, frankly, beautiful it is just like to decide I am this person. I've always been this person and now I'm gonna live as this person and to you know go out in the world that's a tremendous amount of bravery So the least we could do is respect that i mean you know this isn't this isn't like a casual decision this is not like and for god's sakes it doesn't it's not a slight against you as a person it's you know that's why i just don't understand people who aren't supportive because it's, again it's like you know this is done because this person is living the life and living the person they've always been and now have an opportunity to do that. It's like the least you could do is like acknowledge how, you know, brave and strong they are. I mean, but anyway, I'm just going on my on my soapbox. No, I, there, look, it, or it could come down to simply,
1: I and I, I don't care, not in a mm-hmm. bad way. I just don't care. That's your business. Mm-hmm. Like, wh- why can't it just be that that's mm-hmm. that's your business, mm-hmm. right? I just didn't. I mean. Well, hard enough to mind our own business, right? I mean, you can go through the day, <laughs> try to get through
2: my own day, just minding my own business. I'm not gonna and try again, I'm not like, gonna try to get into somebody else's life, you know? And again, so, it's like it's not about you. It, I mean right. this, this not whole about thing, me. it's like it's such an American thing. We wanna stick our nose into everybody's business. We yeah, wanna tell them how to yeah. live their lives and you know, and for some reason this is threatening and some reason this is like challenging. It's like, you know, it's if your world is that fragile, is it's like Seriously? I mean, if your masculinity, if your belief in, you know, you know, um, you know what America or whatever should be is that fragile, then you got a lot more issues than, than yeah, gender yeah. politics. Yeah, I mean, it's no, just like, it's true. and gender identity, because this is like, you're talking about like, you know, looking at the world, like everything's a threat and everything's going to destroy your precious, you know, illusions of how things should be. It's yeah. like, grow up, this is 2020. I mean, it's like, you know, it's this, You know, we're living in the frickin' future here. You know, it's time to evolve.
1: <laughs> right, right. Well, Chris, we're we're at licking non vanilla. I want to let everybody know that <laughs> we've got about fifteen yeah. minutes left of the show, and we're we're tackling some heavy <laughs> issues today because we talked to Miss Ava before, and mm-hmm. she hipped us to what she did with uh, the men who come to her, the sissies who come to her, mm-hmm. and enjoy that part of their sexuality to be able to you know feel safe and explore what they want in that way. You know. And uh I
2: think what she's doing is wonderful. I love particularly how she's very she says she's a nurturing top, which I think she is, is. she's very a cool. really special thing because you know sometimes tops have think they have they have to be cruel or they have to be harsh or they have right. to be, you know, not caring. It's just like I love hearing her say that. That was wonderful.
1: Yeah, it's but in her nature um to be be nurturing. I mean she just isn't she just isn't that kind of woman, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think and like she said. She doesn't enjoy adapting a theater role to it, you know, mm-hmm. to feeling she's got to play a role in order to to do her work. And mm-hmm. uh, and but there's plenty of people that do. And that's fine. You know, mm-hmm. we've seen we've 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 talked to plenty of them and we're friends with plenty of people who, you know, uh, adopt a certain role in the kink that they do, whether to, for player mm-hmm. for profit. And, and that's perfectly fine perfectly fine mm-hmm. you know um they adapt and adopt certain archetypes uh, you know, tropes that we've seen over and over again in mm-hmm. the scene um but have direct experience so, with that one so i know exactly what you're talking about yeah well, well,
2: well, well I, I, it's good and bad right i mean it works sometimes mm-hmm. and it doesn't work sometimes exactly i mean in my case it didn't work but that was just you know it was not necessarily a fault of people involved it was just one of those things that didn't quite work as well as you know didn't work for my needs particularly but yeah it's like once again it has to do with style it's like some people have a you know prefer a more you know a, a, a dns dominant submission relationship where you know someone is you know more nurturing some people don't like that It's just like it's just all a matter of communication and negotiation again
1: right right and that that, that is the two the two keys there you know mm-hmm. you, you know and, and, and that's true in any relationship you have, mm-hmm. communication being the key, whether it's a boss and, a, and an employee, or your siblings, your parents, uh, or a lover, communication is is the way you find out about each other. And you find those things that you enjoy and don't enjoy and how you deal with each other. Because without Likewise. communication,
2: you're, you're dead. You're dead in the water without mm-hmm. communicating, you know. Exactly. And communication with yourself as well. I mean, yes, you need to communicate with like, um, you need to communicate with their, with your spouse or partner or something similar, but I think it's also important to be communicate with yourself, be honest with yourself, find out where your emotions are coming from, you know, and how you're reacting. So, Mm -hmm. you know, it's, 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 yeah, definitely communication is absolutely key. And it's one of those things, unfortunately, like a lot of people don't understand. So they just kind of think these things happen. It's like, no, I'm sorry, but you're going to talk to each other.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And, and that, you know, what you said, too, which is very—you said this before, too, we were talking about polyamory, about thinking about considering and communicating yourself. Mm-hmm. Your needs can change. Mm-hmm. I, you know, because, I mean, the human animal changes. And what you may have wanted with one person, what you may have wanted three years ago, can be totally different than what you want right now. And Absolutely. those things change. So if you think— you're in a constant state of flux and change then Mm -hmm. uh why couldn't
2: it be true for your partner Mm -hmm. and it will be goddamn true for your partner (laughs) absolutely i think that's uh, you completely spot spot on with that one thank you for saying that because it is one of those things where you know communication is not just you do it once and that's it i mean you got to keep doing it and especially if you're doing things like you know BDSM or something similar where you know attitudes can change and so forth and it's also i think important that not only should there be constant communication but there also should be constant communication without intimidation in other words yeah. you know it's like you know someone who says like you know someone you know you if you feel scared or insecure or worried about expressing your needs that's a warning sign right
1: you're in um, a bad place
2: that's something place. exactly that's when something is not working because everyone should be able to say, you know, I love you. That's not working. Yeah, or right, right. you know, you know, it's like, you know, something's happened and we need to talk about it. And if someone says, well, that's the end of the relationship, you're not going to say anything. So it's like, that's just, that's intimidation. And that's really can be toxic.
1: Yeah. And, and if, if at the end of the day, in the relationship you're in, and again, it doesn't, we're not just talking about a sexual relationship. Mm-hmm. In, the, in the relationship you're in, if you cannot be yourself, you're not going to be at your best right and, mm-hmm. and you you you're never going to feel comfortable where you're at and uh, and and that's the end, of the, the end of the day you need to you need to be able to express yourself like Chris is saying with be yourself what you need and and explore that and know that your partner mm-hmm. is open to all that and and will listen to you maybe not understanding directly all the time but will at least listen to you and respect your opinion. You know, because mm-hmm. you don't get that, boy, you're you're in trouble. Absolutely, absolutely. You know? So let let that stand as the end of "Licking Non-Vanilla" and a
2: very important <laughs> lesson to learn. Chris, thanks so much, man. As as always, it's a it's a blast talking to you. Absolutely wonderful, Ralph. Absolutely, we definitely gotta get Ava back on again. Oh, because absolutely. That's sure. She's and, she's the and, bee's and, knees. You know, that was
1: absolutely dream. <laughs> she's definitely the bee's knees. Um, so we'll see you next time in "Licking Non-Vanilla." This is Ralph Greco Jr. and And Christian, otherwise
2: known as Chris. And we'll see you soon, right? Absolutely. Bye
0: bye. And visit us on the web at www.lickingnonvanilla.com.